0: This is the greatest honor of a kid's pastor's life is to see two of my babies come up and teach their parents and their families about the scriptures. So it's just a joy and it's quite an honor to work here. Uh, Just to tell a couple things about myself, uh, I do come from a large family. My mother had six kids, which, wow. So we all share the same mom, and my eldest brother, he's 20 years older than I am, he's Cuban and white. Then the next two siblings are black and white, and then the last three of us are just white. So, um, but from our family, uh, since my brother's 20 years older, he did have kids whenever I was growing up. So I almost grew up with a ton of extra siblings. I have 17 nieces and nephews, still counting, And uh, it's been a joy to to live with them. But my twin and I, right over there, um, her and I are very competitive with each other. And so we always compete to who's the favorite aunt. And um, so it's just this ongoing battle. But uh, a couple, maybe a couple months ago, my niece Mia, she was about seven years old at the time. And I was calling her, so I live in Lakeland now and they live in my hometown, Sebring. So I called her and I was like, Mia, I miss you so much. Uh, Happy birthday, all this other stuff. And then we go to the end, which we always have I love you more battles. So I was like, Mia, I love you so much. And she's like, I love you so much more, Tia Calf. Okay, okay, here it goes. So um, she was like, I love you here to Lakeland. And right from the beginning, she goes from here to Lakeland. I'm like, wow, there's only so many places she knows What am I supposed to say? So I grabbed Baggett. I'm like, well, I love you here to the moon. And she was like, okay, wow, that's a lot. Um, Tia calf, I love you from here to God. And I was like, wow. That's what I taught my niece. I taught her that the furthest thing she can think of from herself was God. And that's a shame. I taught my niece that further than Lakeland, further than the moon, the furthest thing from her was God. And the Holy Spirit, who I was supposed to teach her, dwelt inside of her. And so reading their story this morning, how they talked about the Holy Spirit filled Elizabeth and Mary. So I'm going to continue from that story. We're going to turn to Luke 1, 39 through 45. If you have your scriptures again luke 1 39 through 45 and it reads as follows at that time mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted elizabeth when elizabeth heard mary's greeting the baby leaped in her womb and elizabeth was filled with the holy spirit In a loud voice she exclaimed blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promise to her." So here we see this story. We have two women who are the main characters here. We have Elizabeth, who is much older, far beyond her childbearing years. We have Mary, who's very young, much younger than I am. And I'm not that old, I know. So she's very young, but they're both pregnant. And they're both carrying these incredible promises. So we have Elizabeth over here, who we said she was much older. But in her time, the quintessential of her life was to bear a child. And she has not bore a child until this very moment. So she has been walking around in this sort of shame, where she didn't have a baby, she's always one in one And here she is with this promise that she's carrying and this promise that God has given her for quite some time now. And on the other side, we have Mary, who bears this ancient promise that God was going to bear, uh, bring her to bear a child that will redeem all of us, would redeem Israel and us today. And so we have these two women, and here they are, both together, both not sure what's going on, living their lives, and they meet each other. And in this moment, we have them both looking at each other, And here we have God decides to fill Elizabeth. The first time in the New Testament, God fills Elizabeth with the Holy Spirit. But he doesn't just fill Elizabeth. He fills at the same time a child in her womb and her all at once. So it's this beautiful story of God filling a family all at one time together. And not even that, her cousin, so her extended family, her child is God so she is she's filled with God and then Elizabeth is filled with the fullness of God and all together the Baptist is filled with the spirit that was for you Robbie so here we have the families together and from this story I want us to look at a few things Um, I want us to look at the fact that they didn't know what they were doing (laughs) like Elizabeth is like wow why is God doing this to me I don't know this is incredible but we also wanna look at the fact that um, she was a family together and the fact that they were families together and the fact that the Holy Spirit came to dwell among us and to welcome us, to um, redeem us and to bring us into a greater relationship with our family and all together. And let's not miss that opportunity. So today we have Upstreet I'm learning the same thing we're learning today And uh, we have them learning about this story, about how the first child, the first person in the universe that God decided to fill was a baby. And so they get to learn about how they're not too young. They're not. And as parents, like, you guys can do it together. And it's such an incredible experience that we can go beyond praying for myself and beyond filling myself with, or getting myself filled with the Spirit by God's grace. But even more, we can do it together. And so my main point today is that we're not alone. You know, we, we are with this, the Spirit's with us. And we get to extend that and we get to be a part of that together. Um, another point I want to bring is that um, it happened all at once. It was no hierarchy there. It wasn't the father um, who was filled with spirit and then went over to his wife and she was filled and then their baby. It was all at once. The families all together got this great moment where they are together with the Spirit, and so continuing to this. Um, I don't want us to I don't want us to leave thinking that um, that it's difficult. Um, sometimes it can be. So I do want to share a little bit of kind of my experience with the Spirit um, when I grew up. Um, I didn't grow up in church. Um, we, my family didn't know the Lord, actually. When I was younger, my sister, who's two years older, um, she went to a church service and she came back and she's like, um, God was there, they talked about God. And I was, I was about in kindergarten, the first time she ever went to like a VBS service. So I asked her, I was like, God, what's that? And so she told me God's a speaker. So she thought God was the pastor. And I went away thinking, oh, God's a speaker, God's headphones, like, yeah, these are some good. So everyone said, God's good. So I was like, yeah, God's good. So that was kindergarten. And it wasn't until when I was a teenager um, that I went to church for the first time, still believing God wears a brand of headphones. And so when I went to a service and I heard people speaking in tongues, I heard people, just an interesting time of them praying to God. And I thought it was so interesting. What is going on at this place? And, uh, but I learned, I learned that the Holy Spirit was not a set of headphones, that the Holy Spirit was the fullness of God. And it was in that moment where I got to hold hands with my sisters and my niece was there too, not Mia, but one who was older. she wasn't born yet. But so we got to hold hands together and we prayed that God would fill our hearts. And it was in that moment that I didn't feel like I learned anything. I didn't feel like I was overwhelmed. I didn't feel any crazy thing that uh, people say you might feel. It was just this moment where I was with my family and we felt good together. And it was uh, about six months later when I went to a church camp. And there I experienced a moment where, um, if you heard baptism of the tongues or baptism of the spirit, where we got to speak in tongues. And um, it was then that my sister, she got to be filled with the spirit um, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I felt so left out. I felt like, God, hello, I'm here. And I didn't know what to do. So I went, I went back home and I was kind of frustrated. And I remember talking to my sisters about it and they said, "Calf, God didn't forget about you. It's okay. God is still with you, that's fine. And so a few weeks go by and I remember um, we were at like, almost like an altar call and we were all praying together. And a few of my friends who were a few years younger than me, she was praying and she had lost her dad and it was a really difficult time. And I remember thinking, God, I don't know how to comfort her. I don't know what to say. I just don't. So I just went to her and I hugged her and I just prayed over her. And it was the first time I had spoken in tongues. But it was the first time I feel like going from learning that God was a speaker in headphones to this moment, it was the first time I realized God wants us to, to comfort like each other and God wants to comfort us. And, and we're not here alone. And that was the first kind of real moment that I realized that. And so after that altar call experience, I remember thinking that, Lord, help me remember your goodness. Help me to look back at Mary and Elizabeth and help me to remember this young, young woman who's with child, with your Savior, or with our Savior, <laughs> your child. And this older woman who's full of shame, filled of guilt, who's not, she couldn't, shouldn't feel that shame, but society's put that on her. But here you've filled her. And help me to, help me not forget that. And so today as a community, I know I've said this before, <laughs> but I'm going to say it again, that uh, we know the Holy Spirit is our first teacher And we know that as parents, as families, we are our kids' second teacher. And we know uh, Upstreet, like our pastors even, um, Robbie and Phil, they're the third teachers. So let's not neglect the first teacher. Let's go to the first teacher today. Let's ask the Holy Spirit. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to teach us, to comfort us, to make us whole, to bridge our families together. And uh, let's not lose that opportunity. So... I'm about to go into kind of a prayer time, but before I do, um, I want to say that there's no obligation to come up, But I would like us to, to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to, to fill us, ask the Holy Spirit to t- uh, teach us, to love us, help us love each other. Um, I would like the elders of the church in prayers to come up. And um, if you would like to do so, you can come up for prayer. And if you would like to come as a family, you can come up after um, our prayer. People will come. So what they're gonna do, um, they will have a little bit of anointing oil with them. And uh, they're just gonna pray with you. They're gonna pray with you as an individual or you as a, as a family. And we have this great opportunity to experience what Mary did as this ancient promise where she was filled with the spirit. Um, with, uh, with God and with Elizabeth who had this promise just for her and her family to be filled with God too. So I want us to all to experience that together. So if you will, as an individual or as a family, if you would like to come up and pray, we welcome you to do so.
1: This is such a beautiful and sweet time. Um, I think Sometimes we think of church so much as some place we go and kind of hear things said, which is certainly part of what church is. I mean, I know Phil and I talk a lot, right? When we get up here. But church is so much more than that. It's a place to go and be and to participate, to sing and to pray and pray for and be prayed for. The the anointing of oil and the laying on of hands is an ancient practice. Because we are part of an embodied faith um, that Jesus came in the flesh and dwelt among us. And there was a bodily resurrection. This is major parts of the Christian theology. Look, next week we have a very special service uh, planned for us, a Thanksgiving liturgy. And we hope to see you then. Uh, But between now and then, I pray that you would go in peace and that the peace of the Lord would be upon you and within you, and that you would be agents of that peace in your world, with your families, with your coworkers, with your neighbors, and with the strangers that you bump into at the park or at Publix or wherever you may go. In Jesus' name, amen.